Hello, uh, good afternoon and welcome to Aspen Wait Live. Delighted to be uh, back here uh, once again on a Wednesday lunchtime and I am delighted to be joined by the CEO of uh, Aspen Wait, Mr Paul Wait, uh, back again on the show. Hello Paul. Hello, of course I'm now a groovy radio DJ so... I expect to be treated as such. Of, of course, yeah. I mean, you'll, be, you'll be putting a rider in and everything for, for what you, what you need for your yeah. next show. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later because um, I've got that on my notes to mention uh, what's happening on Friday. And um, I'm delighted as well that we're joined by the Chief uh, Financial Officer for Aspen Weight Wales, uh, Mr Darren Talbot. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, all. I, I don't think we can move on without mentioning your, um, your shirt. I, I thought I was doing radio. Sorry, I didn't realise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was doing radio. This shit is for radio. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us as well, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching uh, live uh, across social media. Do, as always, get your comments in. We want to hear uh, from you today on today's show, and we'll read some of those out as we go along. Now, on Wednesdays, if you've been following our Wednesday show, we talk a lot about uh, mental health and the impact on the workplace. And we follow that up with Friday's show, which is really all about um, well-being. And um, we've talked about nutrition. We've talked about uh, fitness and all sorts of things on that show on Friday. Today is a mixture of two things. I want to talk a little bit about well-being. I'm going to talk a bit about uh, Paul's radio show on Friday. But before we do that, I would like to... Uh, talk about the latest developments over the, the last couple of days um, and in particular start with the the furlough scheme we've this word has got to be the most used word of 2020 um, we've talked about it previously the government have come back this week with an update that it's going to be uh, extended until October um, Paul were you were you were you surprised or uh, about that announcement um I don't know. That's an interesting question, isn't it? I don't know. Um, I think I think the the frustration um, with this whole process um, is not necessarily that the amount of support that's been given is um, not very generous, for instance, and it isn't you know quite even. In some you might even argue argue it was imaginative, but um, it just seems to me to be uh, no no plan if you yeah. like you know there's no so you know we talked before about so on the face of it if you look at it at face value um offering the furlough scheme seems to be a very supportive things to do but i would say from my experience there's already clear evidence to show that it it creates a positive incentive for people to lay people off yeah so so they don't have any incentive to um you know, to find how to earn a buck or, or whatever, you know. Um, so it's, a, it's an incredibly expensive program, incredibly expensive. So I, I suspect that uh, the vast majority of people that are furloughed at the moment will continue to be furloughed for a very long time. And it's just it's just increasing the bill, isn't it? You know, it's just running up the bill all the time. So... Um, Yes, I probably am. I probably am surprised. I think it would have been. I don't know what the answer is at the moment. Maybe we could do something about this. It, it might have been better spending the money on a more creative and imaginative way uh, to get the economy rolling again. You know. Yeah, I think it's a very good point. Actually, um, just listening to you there, Paul. There are, there are a number of uh, questions that I, I'm going to 
bring up from this. People have talked before about our oh, furlough, you know, it's been mentioned loads, we know what it is, it's fine. People are, yeah, there's going to be a cost to it. And we've talked about it a lot at the beginning of these live streams when, when it first happened. But I, I do think, Darren, as, as Paul just said there, it was surprising to hear that. That was a, it, it's, it has bigger impacts on both the cost of it businesses what the government think about what's going to happen and and staff themselves um has a, has a lot of implications that announcement it does and, and, and at first sort of i was a bit mixed really a first of all quite excited that i know some of the businesses i'm working with are going to get extra support because the businesses can't open and b knowing full well that they're going to extend it to october that we're in for the long haul which i think we all know about but when you get these things confirmed all the time, it's a little bit of a setback in your own mind and, and, and how, what you're thinking. But the interesting thing about the furlough is that, you know, you're not allowed to work and that's, and that's the sort of bit that they're looking to change and people coming back to work part-time, I think. You know, where Paul's been more imaginative is I think that's where they, they now start to sort of need to look is that, look, we will support you getting people back into work to try and start earning it back. So you start paying VAT again, you start generating profits and start gearing back up to, you know, getting up to the production or or, to, or producing and what you need to do or even changing the way you work because, you know, there's certain industries like, for example, sort of, you know, the sort of entertainment and that type of thing. It, it's going to be a long time for big events happen. So therefore, they need to start thinking about how, trainers and people doing training courses how they deliver stuff digitally how they do stuff you know sort of you know with with um other, other providers so i think it's a it's a good it's a great scheme but it is costing us a, a ton of money and you know the devil will be in the detail when it comes out at the end of may is what this really is going to be because it's 80 percent to the end of july and then obviously there'll be some sort of contribution required from from um from the companies and obviously, I think it's, it'd be good if they can encourage staff to come back. Because I think mentally, staff are struggling now. The ones that's furloughed, the ones that's working in, in, in a lot of the business I'm, I, I'm finding are great. But the ones that are furloughed are really struggling because they, a, they're feeling about their job security. Because at the moment, the reason why they're furloughed is like there's no work for them. Yes. I don't, sorry, sorry, Ben. Sorry. I'm, I'm just actually just thinking about um, it's, it's interesting that the government's chosen four months because. If you look at um, Boris's completely vague and useless speech the other day, um, where he sort of said, well, on the one hand, this will happen. On the other hand, that might happen. And if you're good boys, you can have an ice cream in in, uh, in the summer holidays if you're really, really nice. And you don't uh, and you stand 33.6 feet away from the next person, especially uh, Welsh people wearing loud shirts. Um, on, the, on, the, on the basis of what we, we would reasonably expect to happen, then... Um, I would say uh, we're looking at small shops opening in June, aren't we? We're looking at um, the leisure industry getting back into some sort of swing in July. That's what he said. So why why does he feel the need to offer a scheme that runs up to September? Am I missing something? You know, I think that I think what it is, Paul, is is that this is that they don't know the difficulties of how people are going to do this social distancing. So there was a really good example of a hotel somewhere down in um, West Wales that do a lot of conferencing, and they usually hold a conferences uh, for 130 people. So they marked out the the room to to work out how they could do this, and the maximum they could get in there with social distancing and, and you know for toilet breaks and food breaks etc. was 22 people. So you know I mean it's going to be so difficult i think that's it's, again it's all down to the uncertainties of how these operations are going to work yes yeah, i think there's as we just alluded to there's this quite a 
there's quite a few areas to tackle here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about mental health and, and the from an employee point of view uh, in a moment because I think that's a really good point that you raise for those people that are sitting at home uh, right now having been furloughed just to get that news that they could, well, their company could take it up for the next yeah. um, few months. But I want to go back to one of uh, Paul's points that he made at the very start, which was the financial implications and the spending uh, on this, I think this is an area where I'm not saying people uh, don't understand um, how how it works, but probably don't know enough about. They think, well, the government's supporting this. This is great, but there is a there's a cost to this, and that cost ultimately uh-huh. is going to be to us. And I think that's a, a, something a lot of people don't think about. Why Why wouldn't they think about it? Well, I, I'm maybe talking about people that have been being furloughed or people that are being supported because their companies can't afford to pay them they're thinking well this is great the government brilliant helping us out i'm getting 80 percent of my wages otherwise i might have been made redundant or the company may have gone bust um but they're not thinking there is a the, the cost to the economy the cost to this country well i'll tell you, I'll tell you something else that just occurred to me you know and I've, made, I've been making this point consistently for the last few weeks is uh if if you imagine a scenario so where are we now? Two months into lockdown, are we? Yeah. Uh, so there's been two months of um, furlough. So let's just imagine as a concept that we had another four months. So that means you have a, the concept of, a, of, a, of an employee furloughed for six months. If you then think about what does that mean? Well, that would mean, let's say that an average employee had, I don't know, 22 days holiday, say. Uh, after six months, they would potentially have 11 days accrued holiday, wouldn't they? I've already told you in a, in a reported, I should say, that sounded a bit bad. I have already reported back in a previous live stream that I've already started to have conversations with um, clients who, who actually are saying to me, does that mean that uh, after three months, you know, that person's got another six days holiday? And I'm going, yeah. And they're going, oh, oh shit, not having that, you know. And that's why I think probably my original comment about um, – uh, coming up with a more imaginative scheme, uh, the more I think about it, was the right thing to say because uh, I don't think that employers would furlough somebody for six months. I think if it was that serious, that person would be made redundant before that happened. I don't know what Darren thinks of that. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's you know it depends on the industry and the sector. So looking at the sports sector, it's very difficult to sort of determine when when things can start back up. We clearly know there's work for the, for that sector when it starts back up, but what's it going to look like when it does start back up? Um, so I think you know, I mean, you are right, Paul. You know, I mean, you've got to look at the business as if uh, as as a whole and think, well, actually, you no, know, do I still need as this many people? The scheme is to protect jobs, but what's the point of protecting jobs in the short in, in this short term period now? Only to find out when the cliff edge goes and you've got furlough, you end up going to lay them all off. Um, and it's going to be so difficult um, for, 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 for business to sort of assess what they can do because if they keep using the furlough and then just think, okay, okay, October's gone, now I can start back to work in October, but they're not prepared for it, not planned for it. Whereas being more imaginative and saying the staff on furlough can actually come back and work part time, they can actually start contributing to your business. I think that would be, you know, that where where the, where the sort of the benefit would be is trying to get businesses yeah, okay. ready to stand on their own two feet. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Really interesting. Uh, and maybe, sorry, Ben, I'm sorry, sorry. to be rude. Um, uh, the, 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 see, this is this is why we should run the country. You know, <laughs> I, I I should be Boris and Darren should be uh, Rishi Sunak. You know, 
uh, a bit. But of course, in Darren's case, he would be uh, Darren Sunny. Yeah, because he looks he looks so funny. Can I be the little um, Irish lady? <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, with your sense of humour, I don't think so. Um, anyway, um, so you know, one of the go back to imagine imaginative uh, ideas. So I just had had one, for instance. So um, the, what the government should be doing is stimulating the private sector to get involved and help fund the problem. So maybe give uh, generous tax concessions uh to people who invest in other companies or something like that yeah interesting enough yesterday i had a conversation with a, a charity that i'm a trustee of and um the gentleman obviously we, we're talking about the trust the charity itself but the ch- gentleman i was talking to um runs a company called link cymru and, and a sort of housing association and homes and so forth and was quite humble in talking to him about what he's done so he's only furloughed about five percent moment so all his construction work guys all his builders and all, all the people that he couldn't because no work for them he's put them into the nursing homes so he's obviously got them trained up and everything else but it's all about sort of obviously you know getting them to be continue to work and obviously the nursing homes need that support and he said it's quite the, the feedback he's having is god i didn't realize how difficult this job was you know i'm i've been feeding yeah. this old lady or this this old, this old gentleman and listen to their stories and everything else it's really humbling to go back to that basic element that sometimes this world is lost and you know i think you know there's two types of business some people just take advantage of the furlough to the, to the nth degree others yep. will you know use not try and use it like i said like ourselves and other things because we we've got work to do i think it's 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 that balance the business that use it and you know don't plan are the ones will fail straight away mm. i don't know about straight away but i'll take your point but yeah you know, very soon yeah so i'm mean, just to uh, move this along and, and look at it from uh, the point of view. Then let's switch this switch this around and look at it from the uh, the employer's point of view. Because we've talked a lot on this show, Darren, about um, uh, mental health and well being uh, uh, in in business. Um, the the other impact is 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 the employee. So to to be off on furlough, I know a number of people. I'm sure you do that have that are really struggling, really struggling. And now to just be told, well, that's been been being extended. I know we're waiting for more detail, but how how do you feel if you're somebody at home now that it is just as, as indefinitely, almost until October, could could be furloughed? I think. Well, the, I, I, sorry, go on now. Sorry, mate. I think the important thing is is obviously is that the employers have to realise that these you know you've got a situation where I'm working in a business at the moment where and the finance function, one person is furloughed, the other person who's doing all the payroll and the furlough, etc., is, is is working. Now, she's working her socks off to get make sure everything's right, and the other person is stuck at home. And the person stuck at home is not resenting that person because uh, they were, is resenting that person because they were working. She wants to get back to work, but the, the business can't afford to go back. There's no work for her. And mentally, she's, you know, she's, she's struggling to, to an extent. But as I think there's only so much, the first few weeks were great. The sun was shining, people were painting their fences, decorating their gardens. There's only so much you can do. And I think people want, you know, getting up at the moment every day and thinking, right, okay, I've done this, done that, done the 10 o'clock. Well, every day seems to be the same for people. And I think that's what's, what they're struggling. Yeah, well, if you don't mind, Ben, I'd actually like to go back to where we were with the employer. So I think, one one of the, one of the things which you know if you think about uh, the causal effect of six months furlough, for instance, um, every every day that a company is operating below full capacity, you know, and in many cases 
uh, you know, we've got clients with nearly all of their employees furloughed or, you know, considerable amount of them. Uh, that means uh, a, a lost contact with a customer. Uh, and so over a period of time, uh, you, you are actually causing immense damage to your business because if you like the whole inherent goodwill of the business, what makes the good the, the, the business special in the first place is I've always said is essentially it's people. Uh, and then if you take the people thing, that extends also to uh, the, the people being the customers and the, and, and, and the stakeholders, including the suppliers. So a business that's got people on furlough for six months, what shape is that going to be in? And then I think I'd just like to cover off your employee point. So my point on the employee is I think what people need is to have hope. Mm. So I think I think you would put up with sitting at home if you had hope. But if you're working for an employer that perhaps, you know, let's be honest, most people don't really have any idea themselves. It doesn't really have a plan. <coughs> then bless you. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Um, then it could actually get quite desperate, couldn't it? Because you probably might you'll be sitting there probably thinking a bit like, you know, my my um oh my because it hasn't, hasn't happened yet is it my um you know my point about Anne Boleyn to you yesterday you know about wait, it's just waiting for the executioner's axe to hit your head isn't it mm. and that's what the employees are thinking you know I'm talking to and to a number of sort of employees not sort of in, within our firm but obviously within the sporting arena and where I work in and they are finding it difficult and they are, people are doing things you know to try and sort of help and support that i think the i think the best thing that that i'm working with obviously the cardiff blues and the best thing they've ever they've done in the last three weeks the uh, gentleman who runs all the the was, was fairly big in cardiff a gentleman by the name of speedo borg who does <laughs> sort of events and entertaining uh, events and, uh, and cooking for, for for huge events in cardiff has done cooking classes on a monday or a tuesday night and to be honest, it's been such a laugh watching people burning their tea towels and really sort of, uh, but also getting together. So those furlough staff getting together, talking to other staff and what's going on. Meanwhile, actually producing the meal for the day for that evening for the family has been a sort of great sort of help sort of mentally for, for, for those people. But just staying in contact. And I think a lot of firms, because, you know, a lot of my owner managed firms maybe you know, not furlough themselves. Money might only have two or three staff non furlough. They might have 100 staff. They can't get around them all. And I think, luckily enough for the Blues, they've got that that being in touch bit. But a lot of firms are probably just thinking the the owners are, are, are depressed anyway because they're trying to work out how they're going to get their business up and running. Are they thinking then about talking to their staff on a regular basis? How, how they're feeling? Because these staff want to work. They want this their business to keep these business to work for them. There's only a handful that don't want to do that. But you know, I mean, it is difficult. It, it all links back into I bring one of Paul's points from our, our Monday show. Um, but but I, I see this firsthand. I, I live with somebody who has not been furloughed, um, but uh, is taking now the brunt of what is an enormous amount of work because what the company has decided to do is to furlough most of the staff, leave two or three, and, and they're, they're working. I mean, we had a situation, I'm sure they wouldn't mind me sharing, I don't they'll be watching anyway, but we were actually having to say, right, six o'clock, phones off. You know, and because there's so much work and there's so much going on between eight and six, and it's so intense and it's never stopping because you've got majority of the staff on furlough and you've got a number of people that are just doing everything because the company says, well, this is great. I can furlough these people, keep three staff on, they can do everything. Not only are they having to adjust to working from home, which I do think is in some cases, unless you're specifically set up for it, your then your work life balance is you've got to manage that carefully. 
they're, they're doing all the work. They're stressed out. The people at home are now on furlough at, at the opposite end are thinking, like, I just want to get back to work. I want something to do. So th- this goes back to what Paul and I discussed on Monday, the mental health and the effect on mental health. How great is that going to actually be? Um, we've criticised the government on here a little bit for not considering anything else apart from the, keeping the uh, hospitals so that they can manage. I, I just see a piece uh, by the Chancellor today that says it's now you know, highly likely that you, the UK is going to have a significant recession. Um, it, it, <laughs> highly likely. <laughs> it, it, it just, it just, it just seems, um, it, it seems mad uh, that, that, w- that, again, it goes back to the way that we're, we're dealing with this. Um, and, I, and I don't mind putting this opinion out there. I, I think now my view on it, and I'll have my view, and please put your comments in, I don't mind. We need to get back to some sort of normality. And the cost of keeping people on furlough and keeping people working from home and keeping uh, people away from each other is going to be far, far greater than, than, it, than it would be if we tried to get back to normal. So can I make a, can I make a point about mental health, please? Um, so uh, I, I, for instance, was talking to a very um, prominent business owner yesterday who owns a large haulage and waste group in ireland and the uk and he said to me he what did he say he said he didn't expect people to be traveling for 12 to 18 months okay so let's park that up uh i also saw uh on the bbc yesterday that they said that uh the holiday season this year was going to be cancelled so no one's going to have a summer holiday so i was actually thinking about uh my wife and i were talking about this yesterday so at the moment, for instance, I haven't been on holiday myself um, for six months. OK, I probably work as hard as anybody could work. Uh, and at this current moment in time, you know, we're doing extraordinarily well. But I I have we were discussing this. It's crazy. Like we can't even celebrate properly. You know, uh, you know, as Darren knows, we've just had uh, an amazing period in our in our development. You can't say, right, you know, let's go and blow 200 quid down the best restaurant because it's closed. Mm. Uh, I actually said, I said to Lisa, if I could take you to Mauritius for four weeks and it cost me 20 grand, I would. That's what I said, you know. But the fact is, there's nowhere you can go. There's no, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. So, you know, you're sat there basically trapped in this. So what's going to happen? Are we going to go through all the way to Christmas and no one's had a holiday? You know, it, and, and no one's talking about it, are they? It's no. I think yeah, going back to it's overworking is 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 a major is a major problem. I think we suffered with in Aston Martin Wheels for the for, for the start yeah. of it because it was like right, tin hats on, guys. This is this is happening. Let's get in the trenches and they're trying to get the staff to pull back a little bit. Like you said, switch off after six guys because you know you're, you're working like a trooper and you know I mean there's nothing more you can do after six o'clock. The clients are the clients are gone or whatever, but. Understandably, the the uh, sort of mentality is like we've got to still continue to help. Overworking is a is a real real, real bad thing in terms of um, the trends of the spectrum. You've got the people that furloughed on, on the overworkers, and there's no in between, is there at the moment? Like you said, the, the, the government is cutting you know sort of staff in two almost, and I think it's you know it's really important that somehow you've got to get that balance right. And uh, like Paul said, is that you don't mind overworking because, do you know what? Three weeks' time, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to lie on the beach for two weeks and not think about anything, come back, totally refresh, and I'm going to smash into the next big project. 
But you can't do that. <laughs> Every day is the same. And you do. Yeah. I, I have dark days at the moment, thinking, oh, same again. Right? What are we going to do now? Okay, I'll do some claims. Do do some work. Oh, but when what can I do on the weekend? I can't do it. Just work harder, Darren. Work harder. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, not... sake, you bastard. It, Get on with it. it, it you haven't even got two meter long whip to whip me with. <laughs> it's it's funny actually, Darren. I know Paul and I've talked about this a little bit. We're obviously yeah, the, we're we're doing very well. We've got we've got a huge project just in terms of media launching a radio station. Obviously, for the last um, you know, we like to be real and honest on this show for the last uh, four or five weeks. Uh, because of probably because of two things one because of the size of the project and two because of the situation we're in uh, socially I, I've probably like you two have, have worked into evenings and weekends and it you become like you're just existing and and you are you, you're just you're doing it because you know that there's there's not a lot else to do um, but I've had to then put in rules in place for myself just on on occasional nights and Sundays where I say you need to get off your emails and off your phone because you're not going out to restaurants. You're not going out to watch your football team. You're not going to do these things, which would naturally take you away from work. Uh, and, and probably we're very similar, the three of us, where you, you just think, yeah, I'm going to do that, check that email, do this. And I think for your own mental health, I've, I've had to put a few rules in. Um, we've just cancelled our holiday to Cornwall, obviously, because it was in, in June. And because of the government's announcements at the weekend, I'm now thinking... Okay, I need to take a week off in June, even though it sounds bizarre. I need to take a week off because I will need to do something that isn't work. Because as to Paul's point, you have to, you need a break. You, you have to yeah. do that. So, Ben, you need to be locked in the Aspen Wake recording studio with the great Man of Steel and Weighty Boy telling you loads of good jokes for a week to see if you can develop a sense of humour during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what you need. Right, done. But, we'll I mean, do that then, yeah. Here's a good joke for you both. Okay, there's a good one this week. Someone sent me one and said, obviously, the difficulty was the, the conflicting messages for Wales, Scotland, Ireland on the weekend. And it says, it's really strange how England said, you, you know, uh, uh, what they said. And everybody telling Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales to stay at home. It's a bit like the World Cup again, isn't it? <laughs> I, I just like to. I would like to just come back on. Um, I just, I, I'm just going to be really honest now because I think one of the reasons people like um, like our stuff is we we are honest about things. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say, on balance, um, from a from a number of levels, probably uh, overall Aspen weight strategy and Aspen weight financial health. Uh, uh, vindication of current and historic strategy, uh, my development as an individual, and my personal physical health, it's been one of the best periods of my life. I think, um, so I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I feel like I'm existing. I think my problem is, is, is going back to what I said earlier, is, um, I think if, for instance, I could go and blow 200 quid at the Castle Hotel, okay, for instance, I would be as happy as Larry. I would be sitting there going, hey, this is the best time of my life, you know. But the, the fact is there is no – there's nothing you can – do. I mean, it's, it's funny. I, I don't, I'm not sure whether I should admit to this in case the police arrest me. Um, but, um, you know, last Friday, for instance, uh, we, we were socially – we had a socially distanced – uh, occasion in in my garden with my mother-in-law my brother-in-law my eldest son my wealth my wife and i uh and we drank a lot 
uh, and we ate some nice nibbles too. And, and I, I actually said, this is the most fun I've had for months. You know, that that was that was the epitome of excitement because you know that's that's basically what um, I think. The other thing, which is which I think you need to cover, Ben, as the as the presenter here, is um, there's also uh, I think a very real danger of alcoholism. Oh, yeah, uh, from, yeah. from what I understand, I think I read that alcohol sales were up 83 uh, percent over lockdown. Uh, I read a, a really great quote uh, in the Sunday Mail. They do like a uh, a section of, uh, you know, Liz Hurley said this or whatever, you know, um, and uh, I can't remember the name of the comedian. And he said, please, God, let them open the pubs or I'll turn into an alcoholic. Yeah, I re- actually read that as well. That's, yeah, it is. it's right, because you, you're, stuck, you're stuck in a rut every night and you could be doing you know, having your drinks then as well as in the pub. You might go once or twice a week. Well, I think this is, I'm um, just going back to Paul's point, uh, uh, just for a bit of uh, clarity. I, I agree with Paul, actually, because uh, you, I, I, we're, in a, we're obviously very busy at the moment. We've got so many exciting things going on. My point was just after the announcement of the weekend, you're in danger of just existing. I'll give you an example. For me, I've I just love what I'm doing. So bank holiday on Friday, I didn't care. I worked all day. I love what I'm doing. This is great. Um, bank holidays are meaning nothing to me. We cancelled our holiday. You even had to talk to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's and that's fine. But even someone like myself who loves what I do and I'm very aware of mental health and looking after myself, you, you now have to think very carefully because you, you, you do, after the announcements at the weekend, you you would have thought originally I'm not taking in holiday I don't care I'm just going to get on with this during this period but because it's been extended so much even someone like myself thinking well you will still need to have a week off now because you can't just work through the whole time you've got to your mind does need a break and we can't go anywhere to Paul's point we can't do anything so you won't get those natural breaks so you've almost got to Darren find them yourself and make sure you put them in yeah and I think if you look at sort of social media and I'll, I'll, I'll use one of our staff members I've seen on their Facebook is that you've got to be a little bit inventive so on a Thursday we do the Tavern of Kummel which is the pub in the cloud and we've had a number of exciting sort of events on there we've had a quizzes we had a scavenger hunt loads of weird and wonderful things but I noticed things like um, Julie Oxbury uh, one of our very own and she did a like a, she had a meal in her house and she'd done the whole sort of table up looked like a restaurant and, and those little things that, that you sort of nuggets you can get but also the funniest one i think i saw was i went to a, a cycle ride and there's a lovely pub down in uh place called ogmore by sea called the pet called the pelican oh, it's yeah, a yeah. beautiful beer garden and i saw a couple rock up and obviously they were again breaking the the, 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 the laws um they rocked up they pulled out two pint glasses and two cans of cider and sat in the beer garden having a drink as if they were actually in the beer garden and it is mm. you know I, I looked across and i thought Do you know what? that looks so tempting you know in what they've done there and it's you know it's just getting some just being a bit more imaginative on what you're doing. I saw I saw uh, in, my, in one of my locals, uh, I cycled past it uh, last week, and four people were doing that, sitting sitting in the beer garden, drinking uh, on the tables there. I thought, yes, I've seen that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, what I mean? but yeah, it's it's what you do in the summer, and yeah. I think they were talking, I was laughing the other day because they were talking about uh, where the pubs are going to be reopening and they mentioned that probably the only way that they would reopen, first of all, is the pubs with the big beer gardens that could socially distance. And we were talking about um, the Arms Park and obviously they've covered the pitch, there's no rugby at the moment. And they're thinking, actually, I think we've got Cardiff's biggest beer garden. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, with, with, with South Wales' biggest drinker and bag of fun. Uh, tell, me, tell, tell me, babies, 
big, yeah, big party, have you? A live comedian show. Uh, Darren, yeah. I was just going to say on, on your point, I, I say this tongue in cheek, and um, I shouldn't really say it I, I, because it's it it could be very true. I was just going to say we might have to start planning the Aspen Wake Christmas party virtually online, and uh, but that that isn't beyond the realms of possibilities. As sad as that sounds, because of the way things are going, um, but hopefully not. Let's let's say. Um, <laughs> No, no, it, no, it is, it is, it is uh, impossible that's going to happen. I mean, if you just take, um, I reported this in an email last night. I mean, uh, as you know, we did, um, we did the um, uh, preparation for the radio show yesterday, um, and uh, it ended up with six of us in the same room having a really nice chat. So uh, I know that Ben had come in. Uh, so I think, you know, worst case scenario, I think you'd end up with, uh, and I and I noticed that my favourite Turkish uh, restaurant has reopened takeaway from last week. So, which happens to be, uh, in fact, you went to my birthday party there, Darren, I, yes, I think. Yes, very good food, really good food. Yeah, so I think, you know, worst case scenario, we just go down and uh, go down to the Green Olive and get, you know, a thousand pounds of food and get them to, sh- to shove it on the boardroom table and throw darts at you and drew ben you know yeah i mean that's what i had in mind anyway paul so uh well you were naked because there was also a very disturbing email sent out last night by um by our colleague rob Hook, <laughs> who basically his advice to our new chief financial officer ahmed wakas uh who who expressed uh nervousness at public speaking was just imagine that your audience were all naked you know, which I think in, in the case of our employees would be a very disturbing prospect. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. potentially. I might yeah. go dress. I'll go dressed as a little Irish lady. So, um, um. <laughs> I think when they went, just going back to the furlough thing, I think it's also it, it's it's also thrown up a lot of sort of um, problems as well for businesses. So, if you think about uh, the government, where if you'd left the job in March in February. And we're doing starting a new job till March. You couldn't get money, so they were advising people to go back to their previous employer. So we've got uh-huh. situations that with firms where they were people are on one-year contracts. They are going off now to, to to new contracts, but or not new contracts if they haven't got any. But they haven't got a job to go to. So how do you keep them on? And it's an HR nightmare. So you've got to think as well. Well, I can keep them going because they not they can't do their new job. I can get them furlough money so they can get some money and put food on the table. But does that assume then it's got an, a contract? Um, then that, and it's it's very very difficult to to navigate through all this because if you think you're doing right by giving them money and then all of a sudden they've got an implied contract or something, then you could be stuck with them for another year. And you know, I mean, it's it's it really is difficult. Yeah, what one of the things I was going to ask you, just interestingly off the back of your point, Darren, and, and what Paul mentioned earlier was. I wonder, I know that testing is a big subject and, and they've certainly improved the daily tests and they're looking at these different kits, maybe home testing kits, or etc. Mm. I wonder how long before businesses, to get people back, would say, well, as a business, we're going to introduce tests, we're going to buy a certain amount of tests and we're going to, to do that so that we can get people back. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, my, my, my view would be, I don't, know, I don't know this objectively, but based on the evidence I have, I don't think that's a possibility because we're already we're already seeing um, that the government doesn't want to create competition over PPE um, between uh, the, the the NHS's need and public public service workers need for PPE and uh, and, and and business. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, from my point of view, if I could, I don't know, I'd say if if I could buy. 
50 uh, testing kits, even for £10,000, for my people, I would. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. But I... Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Because, I mean, apart from everything else, I mean, one of the things, you know, without um, trying to look like I'm uh, a saint or something, um, you know, one of the things which uh, Rona and I have launched um, is a is a is a free health check and medical program for all staff anyway. So every single person has to wait is is able to join this scheme, which I think uh, I I think is I don't want to be vulgar, but I think is probably going to cost us about £5,000, you know, that sort of amount of money. So I think, um, and I've already, for instance, committed to uh, having bespokenly made for us uh, face masks for every employee, for instance, you know, at, at my own expense. So I think, you know, I think if, 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 if I could do it, I would, but I don't think that would be a possibility. Yeah, I probably agree with you. I, th- I think Port is probably, and as you said, mentioned about the face masks, that's again something that seems to have slipped uh, on the radar that the government did announce um, this week that you know put in small print if you like you should you should wear if you're in tight confined spaces you should wear face masks to which a lot of people on social media replied how do we get face masks because we can't get them for love nor money so it, it's um yeah it's a t- I think it's one of those subjects that's similar to testing. Sorry, you buy them off Aspen Weight for seven pounds fifty. There you go. <laughs> you can have you can have them in a range of four different colours and patterns. Excellent. Just go down to the supermarket, buy a pack of Pampers and wrap them around your head. Yeah. I tell you what. <laughs> Darren, I, won't, I won't tell you what Darren Talbot does. <laughs> he, he, goes, he, he picks up his favourite sheep and takes it for a walk. <laughs> well, let's not go racist on this channel. On that point, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, what I just want to say is, um, I'm not sure what's worse, that or my Irish lady. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Let's, uh, well, let's... I think I think I think I think because I've known Darren uh, Darren's uh, love of sheep longer than I've seen your disturbing uh, <laughs> tendency to resort back over and over again to the desire to be an Irish lady. I think uh, you being the Irish lady is just definitely more disturbing to me. Okay, let me just clarify this as well for anyone that's joining in late that we were talking about um, uh, possibly taking over the government and Paul being Boris and Darren. You were um, who are you? Who are you? Who did Paul say you were? Who- he was he was uh he was the chancellor of course chancellor yeah and i i made a joke just because um for me that my favorite is the northern irish lady that gives out all the stats i can't i can't remember what her role is i've mentioned it a couple of times on this show so they were yeah I, yeah he does it better than me so um i just want to say if you're watching um we're going to talk very briefly about radio and then we've got paul's song of the day if you're listening on the podcast just ignore this if you're watching on the live stream i know we've had a few problems with uh, dropouts and coming back on facebook the whole show will be available to watch on youtube in the next hour so that's not a problem we, we'll, you will get to see it all if you watch it visually um i know this morning that there have been nationwide problems with virgin broadbands and other providers so i assume that it's just something to do with that uh, unfortunately um but anyway we we, uh, we move on don't forget as well you can subscribe to the podcast uh, if you're listening or watching on the live stream and you can subscribe to our youtube channel as well and you will never miss a thing on youtube uh, and uh, on the podcast let's move on uh, to talk about uh, for the last few moments of this show uh, a wonderful occasion on Friday we mentioned that we've been very busy certainly in terms of um, the whole business but especially in media as well and we launched our radio station um, what will be almost two weeks away uh, on Friday uh, with wonderful music throughout the day playing 24 hours we are about to start to 
launch some radio shows, which is what it's all about. And the very first show uh, is Mr. Paul Waite's uh, Friday Breakfast this week. Um, Paul, I'm really excited by this. It's uh, it's um, it's something that I know that you've uh, wanted to do for such a long time. We talked about launching the station and how much that meant, but actually to do a show, it's uh, it's a great thing, isn't it? That's interesting. I've had uh, I got I, I I haven't told you yet. I got um, interviewed this morning by London Business TV, um, who were incredibly um, impressed. But so I was I, I I'm actually the first person they've interviewed uh, because they were so um, impressed with our 60.1 percent growth in the top 100 accountancy firms. Uh, and going back to the um, discussion I had with the uh, CEO of the Big Irish Group yesterday this is literally what he said to me he said uh i'm not going to do the accent he said i've started listening to he said i found your website at last i've been on it he said it's amazing and he said and as for a radio aspen weight radio that's insane he said <laughs> and i said oh uh don't you like it he said no it's effing brilliant he said what what sort of madman would have come up with doing something like that as an accountant? I said, well, there you are. Sorry, you know. <laughs> I said, I don't I don't pretend to be anything other than mentally ill and to have multiple personalities. Uh, but you know, I think um, people are. Well, it's like you 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 said uh, yesterday to me, Ben. You know that um, our recording studio uh, is probably as good as Radio One would have been ten years ago. Hmm. Is that true? Yeah, it's 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 absolutely we we're state of the art. So um, yeah, and I I think you know I think I think it's um, it's funny really because it's um, it, it is it is on the face of it a very unconventional idea, but I think that I suppose probably because we've done it really well, uh, and we've got uh, you know a master like you at the helm, um, it's it's starting to be really relevant. And I was talking to. Um, the chief executive of a large firm of lawyers this morning and asking her to become a guest on my first Monday show. And she was just saying, Oh, that just sounds like so much fun. You know, yeah. I said, she wants to, I said, well, we'll talk about something that sounds remotely like business for a bit. And then we'll start talking about what sort of music you like and you'll get two requests. Yeah. And she's like, Oh wow, this is just, you know, this is really fun, you know? So, um, no, I'm very proud. I, I think, you know, you know, yesterday, um, you know, after the session on in the recording studio, um, you know, you know, I actually admitted to being a stressed and secondly nervous. Um, so, you know, actually, actually going about it myself was hugely more challenging than I ever would have dreamed. That was just my teaching style, Darren. I think uh, it made the yeah. stress. <laughs> I, but I think well, it is, you know, you've just come out of your comfort zone. It's something new, but I think I, I was the same when I come on these come on the on the live uh, streams every day. I'm thinking, oh god, this is nervous. But just having a conversation, I don't think we've ever been as a as a company, a better connected as a, as a, as a team, but b better connected and communicating out to the outside world. And I think that is that was that's what separates us from from other firms, not just accountants, but any a lot of firms to be honest, is that thinking outside the box and and just just going that sort of extra mile for client for clients and and doing something different, well, or giving them an opportunity. I'm excited. Well, so, somebody said to me actually uh, last weekend. They said, I, "I love it. I love what you, I've just looked up." Um, one of my friends said, "I've just looked up what your company does. You you almost hold your company meetings and um, brainstorms and things o- o- online. It's it's a, what a wonderful idea." And I hadn't looked at it that way, but I thought that's because we're really honest and we we come on here. And I, I kind of like that idea of 
some of the things that Paul says and we're 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 sharing we're 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 on a journey we talk about this a lot we're on a journey very fast moving but this is the journey that we're on and and I can let the sorry but I was just gonna say I can let the 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 viewers and listeners into a you know into the secret of we, we are we've got great plans for um the live streams for improving them for the graphics on the live streams are coming next week which are going to be fantastic the the radio show as paul said we've taken step by step we've planned it enormously over six months we know where we're going to be uh, in the next few months what we're going to be introducing aspen weight breakfast to start with and we want you to be on that journey with us yeah I think, you know it, it was interesting because i say um Henry from London Business TV, you know, uh, when he was interviewing me this morning and he was like really intrigued as to like, why did you do that? You know, what what has caused this to happen or whatever? And I think um, the best way to describe it is uh, all of us. So it doesn't matter if you're Darren Tolbert or Paul Waite or Ben Eltham or David Shearer's, you know, um, I think we all want to aspire to be the best we can be. Mm. And we and we accept that none of us is perfect and we're all on a journey and i think that uh and i, I openly admit this so i said you know i have been forced into a pattern of working which i would never have voluntarily embraced and i, I don't, I don't i'm not going to try and pretend otherwise you know uh i said to my personal assistant when she used to ask for a, for a day to work at home i used to look at her like i wanted to throw a dart at her you know um almost like you disloyal bugger you know how dare you not come to work was well, of course now now we can see that actually uh well i think our productivity is up considerably you know maybe as much as 30 percent uh working at home so uh i think that i think the, the other thing that I, that I said to this guy this morning was um we're genuine so, you know, on our website, we talk about building a world where no one need feel alone. And that that is real. So, you know, because he's like, how the hell do you grow by 60 percent? You know, and he's looking at, you know, so the fact this is a fact of the top 100 accountants last year, 13 experienced negative growth. Right. Our growth was there was only one firm that was within 30 percent of us uh, and only, I think, 10 firms over 20 percent growth or, so, or 15 even in mobile you know and it's like how the hell do you do that you know uh, and he's sort of talking he starts talking about um almost like selling things and i said no no that's not how it works you know it, it comes out of um a genuine understanding that you don't you don't need to put the cart before the horse so you don't need to go up to a customer and say give me 20 grand and i'll do that because we know that we are as good as anybody so what we can do is to say, I'll tell you what, we're going to do all this work. And then, of course, what happens is, is that you you build you build longevity. Uh, you build long term relationships with people because they can see that you're real. So I think all we all we do is we just continue to evolve and uh, do things which are relevant to us, which now include having a group internet meeting every Monday, which is I would use the word popular, actually, I think. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's been nice for me, if, if, if I might use the nasty, what nice word, is is certainly um, I think staff uh, are grateful, almost humbled, I would say, that say I would be prepared to do that. Mm. You know that 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 everyone in Aspen Wake can sit around a screen and you can say whatever you want, literally whatever you want. Um, 
if anything's happening, you're told it. You know, so it's 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 like the opposite of what our government's doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 it really is. Um, we we talked about this a lot. Um, I, I just uh, I wonder if um if one week we'll 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 stream one of them to show people um an example of how incredibly uh you know open we are and 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 what we're doing um okay so i want to just mention one thing uh, on friday uh, rachel was asked a very good question and she said what time is the show it's between nine and eleven uh, on friday uh, you can listen online aspenweightradio.com it brings up a big button which you can't miss that says play now and it plays for you you can listen on your computer your tablet or your phone Anyway. Will it be recorded? Can, we, can, you, can people watch it later? Uh, yeah, to it later? so they will be able to listen to it later as well, and I'll let you know on Friday um, how you can do that. So, yeah, you can listen to it anytime. All of the shows that we have will be uh, available for Listen Again. Um, I had an, I'm just going to uh, put this out there as well, because it's a nice way to finish the show. I had an exciting meeting uh, yesterday uh, about the possibilities uh, of an app uh, in the future, which you may be able to get all of your Aspen Weight Media stuff on and listen again to any show, listen live to any show, etc. So again, forward thinking and um, you know, watch this space for all those things. Right, my favourite time of the show and Darren's, I'm sure, as well, as we find out what the song of the day is on our A to Z journey. I just thought of a good Welsh joke. Okay, I want to hear Darren it. Darren <laughs> Yaki Bar. <laughs> <laughs> come on that's funny isn't it yaki bar come on though i mean that's that, that is that is true class that is anyway uh, <laughs> i don't i don't i'm not sure i should go on to a live stream with darren toll but it's not good for me um but there we are that's that's a, a private thought so um so on our little journey it's quite scary actually we've already got to you i mean how scary is that i mean obviously we started at a not that long ago and we're already on you, you so you are kidding paul was that was that your attempt at humor yeah i I can hear the tumbleweed now actually Uh, that was the little irish woman's joke was it yeah it was yeah there we go i won't do the accent (laughs) Uh, sorry paul you've only got two you've only got two personalities i've got about 103 so you've got a long way to catch me up mate (laughs) so uh we've got to you and um there's actually um a few a few a a few decent bands uh, with you but uh, uh there was only one choice for me so uh a band that I suppose I've really liked now for. In fact, I used to I used to go to Cardiff University. Uh, one of my one of my uh, chums in Bridgewater, who's a, y- a year younger than me, um, who is now uh, one of the main directors in Ovi Europe, uh, just to show uh, how brilliant us Bridgewater people are. Um, his name was Neil Squibbs, and he used to occasionally drive me uh, back to Cardiff. And I can remember sitting in his car listening to uh, an Ultravox album. So this would have been probably about 1980, 79. So um, I've Ultravox now for about 40 years. I think Midge Yore, um, the lead singer, would be somebody who probably doesn't have his um, fair place in history. Uh, Largely been uh, usurped. Uh, quite unfairly by Bob Geldorf, uh, who who took most of the credit for things like Live Aid, when actually it was a co-project. Um, but there we are. That's, that's enough of that. Like my political rant against Bob Geldorf. Um, so Mid- Midge Yore is, um, uh, I think, you know, one of the one of the one of the really influential uh, musicians in my lifetime. Um, I'm still I'm still uh, can remember 
he was in a band called the Rich Kids, which you might want to listen to, Ben. Uh, and I think their, their biggest song was called Rich Kids by Rich Kids. And, um, of course, he joined Ultravox, which um, was actually launched by quite a famous electronic pioneer called John Fox, uh, who, who, who was in the band with uh, Midjor for a short while. And um, I think Ultravox will forever be uh, associated with that great song, Vienna, uh, and the fact that I think Vienna was number two for about 11 weeks because Joe Dolce, uh, singing Darren, Darren Talbot's only song he's ever written, uh, shut up your face. Shut up your face, you heard a sheep. That was, that's, a Darren, that's a Darren Talbot remix. Bar. A bar B-mix, it's called. Remix. Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Vienna, one of the great songs, uh, never got to number one because of Joe Dolce. And I think it's, um, it's, you know, it's a haunting song and a brilliant video. But actually, um, and he's had a whole string of hits, you know, things like Reap the Wild Wind, um, Dancing with Tears in His Eyes as We're All Going to Die as a nuclear, holo- uh, nuclear cloud hits us and everything. But my, my, um, my two favourite Ultravox songs are Reap the Wild Wind and The Voice. So um, there's a brilliant... Um, if you see Reap the Wild Wind, there's a brilliant Spitfire video which goes with the song. But we're going to play The Voice, which is a slightly more quirky video, for those of you who want to go and check it out later. So it's just, I just think it's um, it's just a really good song, really, uh, certainly one of my favourite electronic songs of all time. So uh, our song today is The Voice by Ultravox. Yeah, what a song. And if you're listening on the podcast, it's coming straight up. If you're watching, as uh, Paul said, uh, do check, that out, check it out later and check out the video, of course, uh, on YouTube. Uh, just want to remind anybody watching uh, live on Facebook uh, right now that we will put this whole video up on YouTube for you to watch. We had some uh, issues, I think, verging and a few broadband providers uh, across the country uh, having a few issues today so that you can watch it all again. And of course, uh, you can listen to it on our podcast uh, from uh, this afternoon as our audio and video producer, uh, Drew, will get uh, that sorted for you. Okay, that's it for today's show. Um, yeah. He will. He, says he will. He will do it. Yes, he will. Brilliant. Um, thank you, Darren, for joining us. Uh, really appreciate uh, your company yeah. on a Wednesday. Um, and Darren's off to the beach uh, with his shirt now, but he's going to make sure he's social distancing. No, he, he's not allowed to go to the beach, but we are. Oh, no, yeah, of could, course, yeah. yeah we, can exercise, we can go to the beach exercise, uh, but we can't sit, sit on it. <laughs> we, we can go to the beach whenever we want now. I, I sat on beat the Burnham seafront for about half an hour with my stay, bicycle next to me. Stay yesterday. home, stay in England. Yeah, I just... Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for the 30 degree day in a few weeks time where we try and social distance on um, on the beaches around this country. That'll be interesting. Um, anyway, that's a topic for another time. Paul, thank you ever so much for your company as always. We look forward to the radio show, uh, which we'll talk more about, I'm sure, uh, tomorrow. Uh, radio show is 9 until 11 uh, on Friday. Join us for our first uh, ever radio show broadcast outside of the music that we've already got going. Thank you very much for watching today. Thanks for getting involved in the show. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel, and we will be back uh, tomorrow uh, from 12.30. See you then.